0: the doctor is in and he has COVID 19 chiropractor brian strump is ill but his gym live active charlotte is healthy without him i'll tell you why right after this
1: hey guys it's chris cooper your members are buying supplements somewhere so they should buy them from the person who cares about them the most you and you should work with my friends at driven nutrition jason rule and the driven team put customers first every time They've got a ton of products with high margins, and they'll even train you so your retail program adds revenue to your business. Kirk Hendrickson from Iron Jungle CrossFit says, Driven Nutrition has some of the best support I have seen from any company we've partnered with. To make more money with supplements and retail sales, visit drivennutrition.net. Now back to the show.
0: It's Two Brain Radio, and I'm Mike Workington. A few weeks back, Dr. Brian Strump wrote about how to maximize staff retention. Right now, his investments in his staff are paying off big time. Brian got COVID, but his business hasn't missed a beat. He's here from Charlotte, North Carolina, to tell us his top tips for keeping staff long-term. Brian, thanks for being on Two Brain Radio despite the illness. How are you doing today?
2: I'm good. Thank you, Mike.
0: Yeah, the important question first. How are you and your family feeling right now?
2: We're doing good. We had um, had COVID sweep through from an unknown source. We haven't been able to figure out uh, where it came from. And, uh But now I'm doing good. I just had a sweat throat for a couple of days, but you know, kind of like quarantine for like ten days. Feeling good, kind of makes, makes you look crazy in itself. Uh, my daughter's fine. My wife's uh, and, uh, she's uh, healing up. She's a little achy, headache, but we haven't. We we uh, think we did a good job kind of getting through it. We hadn't had any of those uh, super concerning
0: symptoms uh i'm so glad uh, to hear that because it's always the first concern yes yes yes
2: but we've
0: been we've been good oh that's good you know i really appreciate taking the time to talk to us because this is a concern for gym owners especially uh those who don't have a lot of redundancy in place so talking to you today uh is really going to give us some insight on what gym owners can do to get into with the situation that you're in It's really interesting. Back in December, another one of our two brain mentors, uh, Kenny Marquardt, he said that COVID quote unquote is the new hit by a bus test. What he means, your business has to function even if you aren't around. Could it function if you're hit by a bus? COVID is kind of like that now. That was the point of his article in that if a gym owner gets it taken out of commission and that business has to keep going if the government of course allows it to do so. So walk me through what you did with regard to your gym after you found out you had COVID.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, For for me, I'm not really a a big part of the, of the coaching, you know, and I actually did um, on the 12th of this month, I did have myself down to coach on that Friday evening. So I'll try to coach maybe like two to six hours a month. And I did actually have myself down to coach of of, of all the weeks, the week that I, that I had to stay away. Um, So, you know, once I tested positive, you know, I let my staff know and I, I was kind of staying away from them anyway, but once I when I when I had a sore throat. So I wasn't really super concerned. The people that were closest to me stayed symptom free and tested negative, so that was a good start. Um, so the first thing I had to do was just reach out to one of our coaches. And we have uh, nine, you know, full time or part-time coaches, but nine in total that could possibly take a class. <laughs> so typically When we need to get a class filled, the coach knows just to kind of go into our our text channel and and start by asking. So I just reached out to um, there and see if anybody wanted to pick up those two hours that I had on Friday. I I offered to switch and maybe pick up some hours later on that, you know, I was sick and I wanted to kind of maintain, give myself some time to not be around, even though I was probably clear to coach. I just wanted to give an extra couple of days. Just to kind of not create anything, uh, any any anything I needed, and then you know, from a staff perspective, um, we have a lot of stuff already already set up. So you know, it allowed me really to um, let the staff know that I wasn't going to be in there day to day. If they had any problems, they already knew who to who to contact. That needed to be done, like you know, pressing. And then it just allowed me to, you know, I went back, I reorganized some old emails and created some social media stuff I wrote some more um, yeah so I, I could definitely see how if you're a gym owner that doesn't have staff in place to for a week that you're gone or two weeks that you're gone because of you know if, if you get the virus and maybe one other person gets the virus it could be really stressful when I see people online saying hey you know I got it. I coach 40% of my classes, uh, I'm going to need to cancel classes. What do you, you know, what do I do? And it's like, that's a really hard, I, you, you're going to need to if you don't have the staff, but it's, you know, it's a really difficult particular to, uh to find yourself in for sure.
0: So you're you're essentially what we refer to as as a tinker level entrepreneur. And what we mean by that is in our phases of, of business, we've got founder, which is you're starting out. Farmer, you've done taken some steps. Tinker, you are essentially a business owner, but you might not have a lot to do with your business unless you choose to. And in this case, you're you're a chiropractor. You've got other things going, but you also have a gym. So the sole thing that you essentially had to do when you got COVID was cover two to four or two to six classes and kind of let, just let people know what was up. That's about it, correct?
2: Yeah, like most people, the only, like, the people that noticed I was gone were the people that, like I usually take the 11 a.m. class, you know, for three or four days of the week. So besides my staff, the only people that likely noticed that I was gone or they didn't see my name on water, which is why maybe other people may have noticed that, like, oh, where's Brian? Um, was the people at my 11 a.m. class, you know, that, that I usually take, like most of our members wouldn't, won't know and be different.
0: Okay, so tell me a little bit. You've obviously, before this happened, you had your, your business set up with some pre-existing structures. Tell me a little bit about who is running the show when you're not there. Like you obviously, a lot of owner-operators are doing everything from coaching the classes to, you know, stocking the fridge and doing the financials and literally everything else. Who takes care of a lot of the, the day-to-day operations of the gym for you?
2: Yes, we have. So I have, we have two of those nine, right? Um, I think we have. There's how to put it. Um, of those nine, we probably have two people that will that 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 could take care of most of the day-to-day stuff. We separate them into like a sales manager and operations manager. Um, the one that takes on most of it is probably uh full name is Kristen who takes over, like, the operations manager. She's been with me for, I think, four years. And started as just, like, started as just my assistant in the doctor's office. And then more as, like, that client services person running, like, our, our CRM stuff. And really, her biggest jump has been over coronavirus, really taking on a bigger and bigger picture of being, like, an assistant of mine to, like, Monday, we every Monday we're sending out an email of updated things that are going on or changes that need to be done. She's somebody that could be there every day to oversee stuff. She, interestingly enough, is not a coach, you know, so she's not jumping into coaching any classes. But she's the one that's going to order, you know. So I know that I'm not going to get a text message that we need more toilet paper. We, know the we, 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 we need more of this or that. Like she already knows. She's got a credit card. She has an account. She knows who to call if we need. If if, if we need any you know anything really, um <clears throat> in the day to day, she's the one that's going to deal with new leads coming in. She's the one that like like the first person that mans like our our, our CRM. So any texts that come in, she's you know she'll be like like the point guard essentially. Right. So something comes to her, and then she's the one that might have to divvy out. To this culture that culture bring it to me and you know we have a very open door policy like some of these staff like you know might like get to have been around for i've known them for eight or ten years maybe they've been coaching for us for you know five to eight years so they know that they can always come to me but i tell them in terms of like our communication coming to her first or coming to one of the coming to the sales manager first her name is buffy um might they might be able to Kristen's job might be to take care of these things, or if it comes to me, maybe it might take 24 hours or 48 hours or something to be done, because it's not like high on my priority list, but it might be Kristen's job that, okay, this is what I need to do. So instead of coming to me, then I go to Kristen, and then it gets done. They know now, this past year, we've gotten much, much better at it in terms of like organization, chart, and communication uh, thing, and COVID kind of like for- force that on us. You know, so Kristen does that, and then from like the sales perspective, when all new people come in, or all new people leave, or people cancel or hold, all from like the membership and finance and dollars, that's like the sales manager. She's also coaching and runs a nutrition program, but she's the one that you know we know that the new members are going to get their email, they're going to get their welcome stuff, they're going to know how to sign into class, they're going to do. All of those things, if somebody cancels, she's the one that's going to prorate their account and ch- change the amount of CRM and t- to take care of that stuff. So so those types of things I don't need to deal with. And then there's, you know, some of the coaches that do the on-ramp of the nine, maybe there's four that do them consistently, so they know, like, their job during those first couple of PT sessions, getting them accustomed to, you know, getting them accustomed to the gym, making sure they know how to log into classes in the app, making sure they know how to get into sugar walk. Making sure they just kind of understand the day to day expectations of, of what's happening, you know? And they do, they, they've been around for a while. They do a, like a really, really good job. And now, most of the time, when, when, when we make changes or, or update things, it's based on their feedback of how we could make things easier for them. Like, what are you guys doing now during this? process That like, doesn't make any sense. And they're like, oh, you know what, we do this. Like, I've always wondered. And then the next coach will say, it. "I was like, all right, Well, then let's maybe look into it and not do that anymore." Um, <laughs> I, you know, we've been around for almost eleven, uh, close to eleven years. So there's, there's not much that we did eleven years ago that we're doing now. But um, I'm also pretty, pretty slow to make changes until I hear. Because if, if I'm not there, like on the ground floor, you know, it's important that these staff and coaches know that they could give me feedback. We might not always make a change, but they, they feel safe that they could give me feedback. And many times the changes that we do make and the improvements that we do make is based on um, feedback from them, number one, and then feedback from
0: the, the clients. So you've offloaded essentially all of the day-to-day duties at your gym and you coach because you want to, not because you have to. And In this structure, you've got all sorts of systems and procedures and feedback loops that help you improve things. Two brain mentors help, guys. If you're listening, two brain mentors help you figure this stuff out. It might sound like a whole big pile of documents and policies that you don't want to deal with. It's not that hard to do. Once you do it, you end up with the freedom that Brian has, where you can choose to coach if you so desire. You could sit back and not do anything. You could coach as much as you wanted to because you would have a business that could run without you. The thing, Brian, that you said that I thought was really interesting is you've talked about the longevity of some of your staff, including your former assistant current manager, who uh, I think you said was here for four years now. want to i mean it's obvious that great staff people are clearly the key to a business and the longer they're there you know the better it's going to be now in your article that you wrote for us you talked about a piece of advice that your mother once gave you on staffing tell me what that is and how did it change your approach to everything
2: yeah um for as as long as i can remember my mom always managed like eyeglass stores, whether it was a big one like Pearl Vision or something, at least in the Northeast or just like a mom and pop eyeglass store. I I remember as a kid, like all the time, sometimes she would love it, sometimes she would hate it. And almost all the time it was it would come down to not just her coworkers, but really like her boss, the person that she worked for or with, or however you want to see it. And I remember she said something like, you know, it makes such a you know, at one point when she got a new job, she was like it makes such a big difference working with somebody who like acknowledges that you're working hard, acknowledges that you're working good, and not just you know calling me to my calling me to their office when I when I do something wrong. Just saying thank you for like them coming in and doing their job, and not just expecting them that I'm going to come in for forty hours a week and do all this stuff, and uh, for you the business owner. So like I just always. I mean, back then I didn't know that I was gonna what I was going to do, or have employees, or a staff, or whatever. But it seems like so natural to me. Yeah, I hope people would say that. <laughs> that like, that like that's the way I need to do it because I really look at them like I work for them. Like it's they yeah like we, we, we all work together. Like we say we a lot when I write and when we talk. It's 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 we most of the time because like none of this
0: would have been possible without them really yeah so you're committed to your staff obviously and you want to create an environment where they're going to thrive for the long term and in this article you went through five different things uh that talk that explained how gym owners can do this and you know keep staff members happy for a long time and we know that in the fitness industry it's very common for employees to flame out, you know, right. They just lower out of steam. They're not making enough money. They leave careers in the fitness industry. Sometimes will be less than two years. Uh, Chris Cooper, uh, two brain founder has often talked about how he graduated from university and it took a year to get a client and he didn't have a clue what to do with that client when he started. And he had to take a job at a treadmill store to pay the rent because he couldn't make enough money as a trainer. So these are huge problems in the industry, but you're managing to retain staff by really committing to them. And I want to talk just quickly here about each of the items on this list. So that. Let's keep this tactical. Where gym owners can, after this call, they can start doing things on this list. So you talked about love and loathe that concept. What is that, and how can gym owners use that?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know where I, where I learned it from. And there's a couple of different ways that you, you know, a couple of different ways that people have called it. But basically, you know, when we sit down with somebody, or even on my own list, when I when I look to delegate tasks, I'll ask them for a list of all of their all of their tasks or roles, responsibilities, and then. I'll ask them to put them, you know, like rate them from 1 to 10. 1 being, you know, I'd be happy never doing this again. 10 is like, I, I want to do this thing forever. And then slowly trying to remove some of those things that are the one, twos, 2s, and 3s, right? And then if they want to keep the eight, nines, and 10s, you can keep those. And then figure out, like, can we possibly make, like, this thing that's a 5 that you do, that we think you do well... The things that we could do to make it better, so you can enjoy it more. Whether it's you know maybe, maybe it could be up online, so they don't have to come into the office to do it, or maybe it's somebody that they're working with. That's that, that's the problem. We're trying to figure out what, what we can do there to to move those up. And then just work with the staff with the understanding that like, yeah, like you not gonna you might not get a job where it's all gonna be eight, nines and tens, right? But that's just kind of but but they see that there's like ways that we can move up, and our goal isn't to just to keep you doing a crappy. Things that's like grinding your gears all the time, and I think the most important part of this is to understand that just because it's a two on your page doesn't mean that somebody else is going to be like, "Oh man, I hate that too." Yeah.
0: yeah. So that's like you got you're, you're analyzing all the tools in your toolbox finding out who's good at what, who likes what. And then you're, there's some flexibility in how you create your roles where you can say, okay, you hate financial stuff, but you love it. I'm going to make a swap. We're going to change a two on your list, make a nine on your list and so forth. So you're allowing staff to, in some ways, you know, choose their own adventure with your help within your business to make sure that they like most of the stuff they're doing. Again, we, like you said, we all don't get to do everything we love. However, you're getting rid of some of those things that are just so draining and the stuff that people just hate doing related to that, you talked about growth opportunities and and you just hinted at a little bit there tell me more about how you put growth opportunities in place so people can you know advance their careers and stay in an industry
2: yeah so I think this is one of those things that's still kind of pretty high on my priority list right if I need to keep staff while well, money isn't going to be their only driver typically you want to be able to see like the ceiling isn't so low so whether it's uh, First, just talking to them, like, what are you interested in? Like, oh, I love yoga, or I'm really interested in strongman, or Olympic lifting, whatever gymnastics, whatever it might be. Um, and then trying to help them and work with them and see if we could create a need for, you know, see, see if there's a need out there with, 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 within our membership, which would be easiest to number one to grow. And then if we'd be willing to invest the, the money and the time to advertise and market and see if there's a need outside of our membership and email list for based on what they want. And then we would just kind of, I would have them give me some ideas of what they, what what they want to do and then work backwards from like dollars that they want to make, um, how often they want to do it. You know, we, we, in 11 years we never really had a consistent kids program. Now in the last, I'd say like, honestly, since like the summit, that we had in Chicago so that's like a year and a half ago one of our coaches that was just starting the kids program came back and she was fired up ready to roll and like since then you know we just kind of work backwards to create a plan and, and depending on who they are I give them you know they have the autonomy to choose you know choose the day choose the time and because I know that if they could choose the day and time it's going to make me I don't care about kids class at 7pm or 4.30pm all of my days I need the coach to be the one that like able to make it. You know, I might help them work backwards on pricing and making sure that it's priced right and well for what I want them to make, you know. But I feel like that's one of my biggest goals is growing like there's only so many group classes they could teach. So you know, PT clients are hard to come by. And if we could find them to do something that they really get excited about, even if it's a supplemental to their it might be, you know maybe it's an extra three hundred Five hundred or thousand dollars a month. That's still, if that's an extra ten to twenty-five or thirty percent more that they can make, it's something that they really get excited about. I feel like those those coaches are excited. They'll become more valuable to our business, and then you know, from the gym overall, now it starts to give those those gym members that may have been looking for something additional, and now they have an opportunity to.
1: um, to, to be able to take on. Chris Cooper here with a word about Rbox. This business management platform is designed to take you from a fitness expert to a successful gym owner. Rbox offers a full suite of tools, including a dashboard and report with the top metrics that we prioritize at Two Brain Business. With a glance, you can see length of engagement, average monthly revenue, new versus lost members, and more. Rbox will also help you drive engagement with a members app that allows clients to interact with their friends. So here's a special deal for Two Brain Radio listeners. Save up to 50% for the first year using Rbox. Visit rboxapp.com forward slash TBB to register to a free 10-day trial and schedule a demo with one of Rbox's experts.
0: Yeah, and what you just laid out is is exactly what Chris Cooper just wrote about in an article called The Dream Manager. It uh, came out on February 16th. We'll get that in the show notes for you. It's a six-step process called uh, Career Roadmap. You have these Career Roadmap sessions with your staff. And Brian, what you said is key. You have to talk to your staff and ask you ask them what they want. If you don't talk to your staff, you'll never know and you might have problems, but if you ask them, they'll tell you, and it's not always money, exactly what you said. Step two, you're going to determine how much they need to earn. Step three, you're going to create opportunities using the career roadmap tool. We provide that to uh, our mentorship clients, but essentially what you said, you're building the money that they need or the satisfaction that they need through roles and responsibilities and so forth. You're going to determine the starting position. That's step four, step five. You're going to measure progress regularly and check in. And you're going to ask, "What do you want now?" to make sure it's the same thing and hasn't changed. And then step six, you actually have chances to help them open their own businesses under your brand. That's the Pardon me. I always trouble with that one. It's the entrepreneurial model, and you can get the entrepreneurial 101 guide in our free tools section if you want to deal with that. So that's the career roadmap and brian you 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 talked about in there one of the other points on your list from the article meaningful work people have to if they want to stay long term they have to do meaningful work so you talked about how you know a, a coach was excited about a kids program came back you facilitated that program and it became something that that coach could drive not you and obviously that coach probably loves that that thing is probably going really well i'm guessing is that correct yeah
2: yeah yeah. so it's the, it's the strongest it's the strongest most consistent kids program that we've had. In, you know, in ten years.
0: Do you think that's because it's in an area of that coach's passion? Yeah, and yeah,
2: and, and that's and and it's like I just kind of give her the, you know, like she has the full autonomy of this program. Every whenever it's ready to be done next, she's like, "Hey, Brian, here's the next session. Here's the dates. Here's the times." You know, I'll 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 be the one that puts on the website. We'll confirm about about rates, and then she has the email list. She does. You know, I'll help, and we'll and we'll send out certain emails, but. Most of the stuff is is hurt, you know, and that's the same way with some of these. I mean, whether it's yoga, I mean, we're getting a more and more consistent yoga as well now, you know. So it's um, yeah. And, and in terms of the meaningful work, I think that's along that same line of the, of that growth opportunity. Right? Like for the most part, if, if I'm letting them choose what they want, and sometimes I might bring up an idea and say, "Hey, here's a good here's an idea I've got. Is anybody interested in, in running with it?" most of the time when when they choose, I think it's just not just meaningful work to to them, but I feel like at most people's core, they want to feel like they're like doing something good for like people or this planet or something. You know, and health and fitness is really something that you could feel like you're impacting something. You know, I I was having a conversation with a member yesterday who, uh I asked you know how how it work. he works in the bank and I asked how it works been, and he's like actually I put in my, my two weeks notice he works for a for, for a bank he's like actually I put in my two weeks notice and I'm uh, starting to work for this startup again a new startup and I was like oh, I get excited when somebody kind of takes a risk like that you know leaving a, a a bank corporate job to do something else and he's like yeah I'm so excited to get, get to be great again whatever and you know I think those are the things that now like he feels like his business is going to create something special in terms of energy and stuff. It was like you know, energy and electronics and stuff like that. So he's like now, whether it's pollution or whatever it is that he feels like his company he's working with now, he's going to be able to make a difference and really feel good of like, oh, not, I was responsible for something like this versus just like punching buttons into a computer. For a bank, there's nothing to recognize much of what I'm doing. And I don't really feel like I'm I'm doing much there.
0: So it's just, it's, it's talking to your staff and finding out what makes them tick. And if you do, you can give them more of that or give them new opportunities. If you don't, the reason why they're not doing the stuff that you asked them to might be because they don't really care about it. So if you talk to them, you're going to find out what's inside them and what they need. And then you can keep them by giving them that, or at least giving them the opportunity to pers- pursue something like that. The last two things on your list, I'm going to ask in one question because I don't think you can talk about one without the other. You talked about having grace and patience and expecting mistakes. Talk to me about how those elements will help staff stay longer.
2: I think it's important, and that, so, one of my biggest things that I that I, that I'm not good at is giving feedback. And um, one of my staff once told me, "Who owns a business? He's like, here's here's why." Here's why feedback's important is because if I I don't give it feedback, I don't know if what I'm doing is good or bad. And then in my mind, I would always say to myself, "Well, if I'm not talking to you, then it's good." (laughs) I've made that mistake too. And and when he brought up that point, I was like, "Man, so I'm still not very good at giving feedback." Although I'm better at meeting my staff and just sitting down with them, touching because what I used to do is like whenever things would go bad, you know, be like hey, why don't you come by the, you know, why don't you come by the office and set s- some time to talk? Oh yeah, that but sounds always,
0: like a great deal, Brian. Yeah, I can't yeah, wait yeah, to yeah, get yeah, there. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, exactly. So now, like, if you talk with them regularly and just check in, even if it's not a schedule of things, like hey, I just want to check in, see how things are going, you know, and and the reason why is I feel like when when people. Expecting mistakes is number one because I think like those are important. I really feel like any mistake in our business we can learn from. Like this isn't brain surgery, like I wrote in the article. I'm not I'm not replacing somebody's kidney. You know this isn't life or death. Worst case scenario, usually a, a member or five leave because of a mistake, and those are things that we can overcome. Fortunately for us, so for most times that's going to be the worst thing that's going to happen. So it's like understanding. So then it's like looking at that mistake and figuring out what went wrong, but also understanding like this could have happened to any of these other nine people here. How I react to this person is going to impact like everybody else's willingness to like potentially make mistakes if they want to make a decision. And I, and I encourage the staff to, like, you know, make decisions. You don't have to come to me for every like, single thing you're doing. And it might not be the right one, but again, coming back to like nobody's gonna die. Worst case scenario, I think that book, Power of Moments, I talked about that with a number of people this week, is like expecting potholes and expecting problems, and that's not. in like in your in your business, and even with my staffs, so I say, okay, we made a mistake. Let's learn from it. Figure out like how, what what led to this. Why did it happen? And let's. Try to reduce the likelihood that's going to happen again. So, with that is like that grace and patience. And I was really, really, really glad with this until I became a, a dad. And then I realized that, okay, breathe. Don't just like react to every single little thing that happens. You know, take a couple of breaths, think about it. You know, they may have had a really good, really, really good reason why they did and acted how they, how they did and why they did. And Maybe it even turned out well, just because it wasn't how I wanted it doesn't mean that that was a bad decision. Or maybe it was even a better decision than I would have made, or just wasn't more like I was expecting. So now I feel like I, in the last like 18 months to two years, I really try to go into these relationships with staff and in general, with like, I don't have any expectation. Like, I don't expect you to do your job. When you don't do your job, like that's almost. More like not necessarily in, in our business for, for our staff. Like I expect things not to get done. I'm expecting somebody to not wake up for the five a.m. class, you know. And then it makes it much easier on myself. Like, okay, what happened there? What happened? How can we fix it? And then learning from the mistakes is that number one thing. Because if if you're if you're continuing to make mistakes, then those are things that we have and maybe this isn't the right person in that spot. Maybe this isn't the right person in your, in your business to, to begin with. But if we circle back to, like, my mom's, what, what we talked about at the very beginning, is just, like, acknowledging good work, but also acknowledging, like, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, like, man, I can't wait to really screw up today. <laughs> like they probably feel bad about that mistake, even worse than, like, you think they do, you know? And if that's the case, then, like, why am I just going to, like, hammer on them more if I could just, like, okay, listen, I understand. You know, I, you almost, like, sometimes it, they feel worse than what, how worse than you even do. You know, like, so apologetics, I guess. Like, and, and I think most of that probably comes from other jobs or family or stuff like that where they make a mistake and it's just, like, hammered into them and, and. Whoever they made that mistake would keep reminding them of it, reminding them of it, reminding them of it, and I just don't think that's a good way long term to you know, have a staff that's going to continue to be willing to even make mistakes. I'd rather than be willing to make mistakes to, to grow and grow the business, than be so scared to even like check a box on a sheet that they might do something wrong.
0: Brian, so well, it sounds like it really sounds like you've stepped on enough Lego as a dad. To know that you can't react and scream scream right away, you know, it's really interesting, and I love the idea of expecting mistakes. It's kind of like I talked to a guy who was a bouncer at a bar one time, and he was telling me uh, about fights, and he said the first thing to know is that in this fight, you're going to get hit, and it's going to hurt. And I kind of like that analogy because it's almost exactly what you said. Where, as business owners, we sometimes have a tendency to think everything needs to be perfect, and what you're saying is that there are going to be mistakes no matter what. And you can fly off the handle and be a jerk about it and really screw up your staff and yell and and stomp around and ultimately not help anything. Or you can just expect mistakes, be prepared when they happen, and have a system in place to deal with them where you're actually looking at them as opportunities to grow, opportunities to plug holes, opportunities to make things better. And the third thing that, you know, if I'm going to give listeners one piece of advice to take today, I think it would be what you said. Have a meeting with a staff member. Give some feedback that's positive, not negative just to set a pattern, just to bring that person into the office, sit them down and say, Hey, you did a great job on this. I just wanted to give you some feedback and just start setting a pattern of good feedback. So that when you have to give some negative feedback, it's not such a big deal because this pattern has already been set of giving feedback. And guys, if you're listening and you want to know more about this, uh, our mentor, has written about this extensively it's in the blog. He's been on the podcast talking about feedback culture at your gym and Brian just touched on it again. If you want more info on that, go check those out, Brian. do you think uh is that the piece of advice, the actionable advice we should give people? G- have a meeting and give some positive feedback today
2: yeah, and I, and I think just asking people what 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 they want yeah know, and, and, and and doing that yeah, exactly.
0: I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, I love, you know, I am sad that you you're sick right now, but I appreciate your time, but I'm really, I love the opportunity to talk about, you know, what's happening at your gym right now when you're not there because you set up something that's going to keep your staff long-term. So thank you so much for sharing that with us, Brian. I hope you feel better and hope you're back at the gym as soon as possible.
1: Thanks, Mike.
0: That was Brian Strump and this is two brain radio. I'm your host, Mike. Warkenton. We're firing clip after clip on YouTube. So if you love videos, please click the link in the show notes and subscribe to our channel. See you next time on Two Brain Radio.